everyone, welcome back to another episode. So, there's been a lot going on in this past week, uh, not necessarily in sports. There, there were things going on in sports, but I'm talking about my personal life. I got my wisdom teeth taken out, so I don't know if you'll notice, but today I'm a little uh, loopy, not not completely uh, in it. <laughs> That's why I definitely had to have a guest today. This is Shant. Uh, say what's good, Shant. What's good, everyone? <laughs> Uh, so you know, there's some drugs. Had some cu- had a couple of drinks uh, a little earlier today, so that's probably not the best combo. But um, yeah, so those <laughs> <laughs> are Yeah, definitely lost some weight with the those giant wisdom teeth that they ripped out of my face uh, last week. That was ridiculous. Uh, but other than that, everything's been pretty good. We'll try to get through this without any issues. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, so in this past week, the Bruins to start off. Uh, they they didn't do much. They they had a couple uh, at, le- at least one postponed game uh, because the Sabers uh, Buffalo Sabers haven't been able to keep their uh, keep things together up there in upstate New York. And not much of a surprise, but uh, so there's some COVID problems. So that game that game was postponed, and with the way the NHL ha- has been operating this season, uh, I know I mentioned it before. Uh, there's not a lot of variety in the schedule. Yeah. It's just you're playing the same teams pretty much over and over they again. Make that new divisional yeah. system. There's like you're and you're only playing in your division, division to exactly. try to keep everything under control, even though things haven't been under control whatsoever. Uh, so the only game I believe since last recording was uh, against the Islanders, and the Bruins finally lost in regulation. They've been on a hot streak. Yeah, they were on, they were one of if not the hottest teams in the NHL for a little while there. So, uh, that, that was that was interesting to see. They they lost. I mean, it's not the end of the world. The Islanders aren't an awful team, so it's not it's not like you lost to the Devils, exactly. Uh, who they're actually playing tomorrow? Uh, actually, I think are they playing tomorrow? Because I know the Devils are having issues too. We'll see. I, I don't it's know. If that, that g- these games can get postponed at any given moment, so it's like it's kind of ridiculous, but. Uh, I don't really have too much to say. I know I, I want to talk about the Bruins more and more, but all I can really have is praise for them. You know, the goaltending's been tough. Tuca's been a little rough. It's the, the offense has definitely been carrying, Pasta's for sure. playing really well. Yeah, well, Pasta not coming back was, was huge. Uh, they, they were already doing well without him, and he came back and basically didn't miss a step, didn't miss a beat, whatever you want to, however you want to say it. So uh, I think Tuca n- definitely needs to, pick it up a little bit more because he's I mean goaltending's been rough overall I, I do fantasy hockey so like it helps me like keep track exactly. of some like stats a lot of goalies have been pretty average this year it's it's been a rough la- like goaltending landscape in the NHL this year so I'm he's not a didn't make a move beforehand yeah uh, it's tough you, it's tough to move Tuca uh, this contract is kind of outrageous yes, exactly for what his age is and like how he's been performing lately but you know there were the rumors but if if he can step it up, step it up uh, with Halak. Halak has been pretty solid. So I know their defense isn't what it was because you again I've mentioned it before. You lose Chara, you lose Krug. It's but tough. they're still looking okay, like yeah, sustainable. No, so they're playing, I think, really well. They've been a great team. So if they keep beating up on these, that's the thing. You beat up on these teams in these divisions, like the the top teams in each of these divisions. You just keep playing the same teams. You beat them up. You beat them up. You eventually have to play. That's what Other I was going to get into. Other teams in the playoffs. Yeah. I was going to say, like, the playoffs is going to get really, like, kind of scary for all teams, not only the Bruins, because it's like you're playing no other team. You may watch all the film to play against them, yeah. but they're watching your own film. So you, you're never going to have that experience playing against them. You don't know how to tactically, like, play against them. It's going to be tough for most teams right. when it comes to that time, playoff time. Right. But uh, funny story you were telling me before. Yeah. Uh, you know someone they they did a bet they never really bet but they made a bet yeah they put in a ten dollar bet <laughs> they went in a couple games of NBA we'll talk about later but and then she's a um, Habs fan and she decided <laughs> to put money on the Bruins against the uh, Islanders and unfortunately that was the only game she missed on a parlay and lost it that's you know, rough I told her never bet with the Bruins if you're not from here yeah I I definitely wouldn't bet on the Bruins in general if you're a Habs fan. That's uh no, that's that's a big no no. I'd say I, I don't know how other people from 
<laughs> even from Montreal would really feel about that. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, as a Bruins fan, uh, don't don't I wouldn't touch them anymore. <laughs> also, I mean, even betting as a Bruins fan, they've never been that reliable. It seems like every time you think you know what they're gonna do, they they do something else. So, uh, that's that's rough. But uh, again, I I really do want to talk about the Bruins more, but there's only so much I can say at this point. It, it's just it's still kind of early in the season. They're on a tear. The the most I can criticize again, like I said, is is the goaltending. That's really the most I can criticize. And Tuca is Tuca, so you never know. He you he could, could blow turn, up. Right, he could turn it on whenever and get a couple of shutouts here. And I know they're trying to do a split. That a lot of teams are. Yeah, they're trying to uh, to rest their their main goaltender this year. It, it's just a weird year, it, and it's completely understandable. I wonder if Halak goes off or has a couple good games, good halves. If uh, Tuca will step up his game, yeah, I, I wouldn't be it surprised. It, you know, the competition could definitely be their um, their main drive. Uh, that's that's probably the best best case scenario for having two goalies that are pretty good, if not starting caliber caliber yeah. goalies. You know, but anyways, uh, keep going, Bruins. Like yeah. I don't know what to say. Yeah. I really don't. <laughs> I want to know what to say. I, like, someone tell me what to say about this team. Like, I don't, I, I, I don't have my eyes on anyone to trade for. That's, like, my thing. Like, looking for trades, looking for free agents. But it, I don't know. I, I haven't been able to see other teams come in here or on TV where, where the Bruins go there and play these other teams to say, oh, I want that guy on this. You know, because I feel like yeah. that's half, half of what it is. it is. And then, like, all the good players so far I see are, like, locked in their team. Like, they're right. the cornerstone. So Franchise, th- yeah. Those players aren't going to move either. Right. So, w- we'll get there at some point. Especially if they start maybe falling off, they hit a wall. Because, you know, the, the window on this team is closing. They're so Some of them are reaching certain ages. You know, they already let Shara go. So, they figured, you know, his, his, his time here was over. Some of the other guys are going to get there at some Bergeron, point. Bergeron, Bergeron. Bergeron's mid-30s. Marshan's early 30s. Pasternak is on a different timeline. Yeah. So, you know, they, they're tr- I think they're trying to win. Uh, everyone's trying to win, but they're trying to win on this, like, timeline. And they, they mention it all the time in other sports where, you know, it's it's kind of like uh, you heard it a lot with the Celtics when they're, like, Jalen Brown's in rumors. And, you, oh, you can't trade Tatum, but you can trade Jalen Brown. And it's for a guy that's, like, in his late, like, for Harden, for James exactly. Harden, the rumors. Well, the timetable for Tatum and Harden isn't the Different. same. So, you know, it's not as close as – so it's like, it's kind of like – it goes like that with the Bruins. You need to, like, get guys that – you know, Krejci's up there, too, in his 30s. The only – the two young cornerstones are Pasternak and uh, Charlie McAvoy. And the way to look at it is, like, I guess not only for hockey but other sports, too, you don't only necessarily look at age anymore. It's more like their prime. Right. primes for most players are, like, shifting. Some people hit their prime later – some people hit it earlier and they stay longer in their prime. Right. So it's uh, like, right. happens. Yeah, and there's abnormalities. You know, <coughs> these guys can s- a lot. Actually, a lot of these guys play until like they're forty if they really want to. Like, I don't know if Bergeron's gonna do that because this guy seems to have like major surgeries <laughs> after the end of every season. So I, that that has to catch up to you at some point. But he's still kicking. Oh yeah, he's been. They that's again that's been one of the best lines, if not the best uh, lines in the league. Uh, every year for the past three, four years, they're killing it every year. You just need the rest of the offense, which it has been doing. You need the rest of the offense to keep up with that and score. And it's, it's so far, it's been good. And the, the defense, it's been out, it's been out matching the defense. The defense hasn't been amazing. And that's going to happen. Like I said, losing the guys that you lost, the goaltending hasn't been amazing. The offense has just been putting the team on its back. That's, once, if everything was clicking all at once, you yeah. don't even, I don't, we, there, there really wouldn't be any, I wouldn't, we wouldn't be 10 minutes in right now. It would be three minutes, like, all right, moving on. Like, so just keep it going. I'll have, I'll have some guys to, to look out for in possible trades. Again, Don Sweeney just reminds me so much of Danny Ainge when yeah. it comes to trading that uh, ever, I feel like ever since that Rick Nash trade a few years ago, it's just, <laughs> we don't. We don't. I don't know if he's going to give up another first round pick. He had he had to give up last year's to get rid of David Backus on his team. So I wonder what the players are talking about in the locker room. Yeah, that's, that's another thing. That's that's the thing too. The the players, 
like being able to make a trade in the season, you know how long you're gonna have to wait. There already was a trade. Exactly. Uh Patrick Line for mm-hmm. Pierre uh Dubois, I believe believe that's how you pronounce his name. Um they they were already swapped and it felt like both guys didn't play for almost two weeks. Exactly. So that's really rough. To put onto a team, especially if you give up someone of value, and has to do with the COVID situation too. They have that, to that's exactly and then why. screen the physical as well to make sure right stuff as well. So that adds another complex, you know, part to everything. They rather not tend to go for a trade then sometimes. Yeah, so that but that can be frustrating. frustrating. So impacts the chemistry, as a f- yeah. right? As a fan, you want to see, see it, it, but exactly. I also get it at the same time. But moving on. Celtics, we already oh. we already mentioned them a little bit. Oh man, this is the exact opposite. This is why I like I don't want to <laughs> neglect the Bruins. I don't want it to seem like that <laughs> because I'm talking about the Celtics more and maybe more passionately. But they're just I I think I explained this to someone um, either yesterday or the day before. Uh, I was texting back and forth w- with uh, a friend of mine about uh, about the podcast and, and the videos. And why are you talking about the Bruins as much? You know, I'm like, I, I talk about the Celtics more because one, yes, there is more of an outreach. To, you the know, audience is com- bigger, right? For for NBA and even NFL, and I wouldn't say baseball, but but those those first two, yeah. The other thing is, I do, and I don't know. You can say what you want. I do a way better job at criticizing when it's time to criticize, <laughs> yeah. then praise when it's time to praise because it's so much easier. It's normal. It's like the everyone. Felger and Maz mentality. Exactly. Like, I, it's it's tough, but... And I, there's more to criticize for the Celtics. Oh, jeez. What yeah, are we, 14 and 13 after the uh, last night? Yes. Yep. And now we're playing the Hawks tonight at 7.30. Yeah, it's a back-to-back. Uh, yeah, the ho- that game's starting soon. It's a home game. They, they're, they're on a home game stretch. Oh, they, they play them... Uh, back-to-back home games. Uh, the next one's Friday. It seems like these like home games, like with the COVID situation, these home game stretches, these away game stretches, they're actually being very impactful in positive and negative ways. Yeah, seems it's like. it's it's basically the opposite of the NHL. Exactly. You're still playing everyone at least once. You're, they're they're only missing ten games, and exactly. it's within it's within your division. It's literally the exact Which opposite. Yeah, uh, it's it's like unnoticeable almost. Um, but. And some places you're getting the crowd, so you get the effect at home. Yeah. Too, in a way. You okay, the Jazz, I can take. I think the last recording was on the night of the, the game against the Jazz. Because it's 10 o'clock. So. Oh, don't speak of that game. I, I mean, I, I get it. Like, that's a team. I said it then. I'm not upset about that loss. I can accept a loss like that. I can't accept a loss <laughs> against the Pistons and the Wizards. I we can't. already got blown up by them. And then we... Got killed again. Yeah. So it, it's just like this team, it's been it's been a roller coaster this year. You lose to the Jazz. So, all right, I'll, I'll go back a little bit more. You beat the Warriors, and you're kind of dusting yourself off. You had a, that yeah. tough loss against the Lakers. Again, another loss. That was can, a good game, though. Right, it was. You can take that loss. Oh, it's the exactly. Lakers. You know, I, you, you probably should have won that game because. Low scoring game, too. Yeah, pretty low scoring. But, you know, Kemba should hit that shot. shot. There's shots that were, you know, you could probably say that for the Lakers too. You know, this guy should hit this shot, whatever. That's a that's a game I can take for a loss. Warriors, you go in there, you beat them, great. Like that's cool. You know, I like I like beating the Warriors. You know, Steph. You know. Right. It's it's a good look. Then you lose to the Kings. Yeah. Not a good look at all. With a subpar team, bro. Right. Then it's you like De'Aaron Fox is. I know he's playing out of his mind, but you're allowing Harrison Barnes to really good and buddy healed was subpar that game right they put up i think over 100 that game if i'm not mistaken yeah both teams yeah. 116 111 then you don't have Jalen brown and you go in and beat the clippers and let me i don't think you had kemba that night or did no. you I, I, I actually no i think they did but well, you don't have Jalen brown this let is your me, second let best me tell player. you something this is what i've been saying i told some of my friends during the summer we're sitting outdoors just talking i made a huge thing uh, i made a huge fuss i said everyone's on the tatum like Bandwagon, you know, me, you know how I am. My preferences. I love my two-way players like Kawhi. I said from the get-go, Tatum is like our our offensive superstar. Nothing against Tatum. I love Tatum, but Tatum has no defensive game. His IQ is very subpar. And for Mm. me, I made a claim for this season. Brown, either if Tatum's on the court or not, he's gonna excel. And look at him. He's. I think he's gonna finish above Tatum in the All-Star voting. He's playing amazing defense. He's playing uh, amazing offense. He can distribute the ball. 
and I've been just seeing Tatum take ill-advised shots. And yeah. it's not really looking good. He's looking like Kyrie when we had him shooting with like tw- 15 sec- seconds left on the shot clock, just chucking it forcefully, not making that extra pass. It's getting under my skin when you watch it. Yeah, I was about to say uh, everything you're describing about Tatum, I, I was actually going to say it sounds like the Kyrie effect. Exactly. Uh, I know they were, like, they were like buddies when Kyrie was here. Tatum, it's just if he doesn't start – the thing I've noticed, it's it's not necessarily like his IQ thing. It's just it's kind of like an ego thing. It I is. Feel like. It is. It's, it's like that Kobe comparison. Yeah. You know? It's just if he doesn't get his, he's gonna not he's not gonna be happy. Like he he seems like it's one of those guys. But it seems like if with him with the b- he needs the ball to produce. Brown doesn't need the ball necessarily to produce. But I I'd say Jalen's probably a, a, a better catch and shoot, shoot player, player for sure. Yeah. Like he's been hitting those three balls. Yeah. And then Jaylen's one been great. one thing I really love is that you may agree with me. Mm. The NBA has gotten soft, not in regards to, like, the refs making calls. That's obvious. But Jalen can get to the hoop at ease. It's ma- Yes, he's more athletic than Tatum, but, the, like, the ease he gets to the basket, like, makes those one-step moves, makes people bite mm. in one way. He gets to the basket with ease and ones and everything, and he's always hot. There's games where he's, like, shooting subpar by, it, like, halftime. He's maybe shooting 30 35%. But in the second half, he picks it up and with Tatum on the court, which he tells you a lot about him. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a comparison to, you know, be made. It's it's like starting to – I mean, they've they both been great. Yeah. I'll take two 25, 26-point scorers. Yeah. Uh, I, most improved player of the year, Jalen Brown, I uh, would say so Brown, right now. Yeah. Uh, but another thing I'm seeing is that $40 million, right? That was a contract a year for Tatum, right? I think it was approaching that. Yeah, yeah, it was thirty nine a year approximately. That's gonna kick in next year, year. I believe. Yeah, and Brown's contract uh, signed either last season or season before was that twenty nine, around twenty nine. And to be honest with you, the big problem I'm seeing down the line now, and I'm going kind of in the trending towards the future. When Kemba's done here, you have a huge problem. You need them both to keep this team alive, and they're like probably the n- next biggest like, like combo. Like they're deadly. Mm-hmm. And you can't lose one of them just to be selfish to keep one. I don't know if they're going to work something out the contract, but they both are making, like, a case to be paid. Yeah. I mean, by that time that you're talking in the future, th- they'll be making their money. You can still get, like, a third star. But it, it is going to catch up eventually. But you have to hope by that time, like, these guys have taken an even further step. Like, Tatum is, like, top seven player in the league by then, hopefully. Like, that's what you hope for. Jalen's, like, top, like, 15. Like, that you have to. Like, they have so to. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's that's necessary. So, if we see Tatum as a top seven player by then in the future, like, let's say in the next two to three years, mm. I see him as more of, like, a better offensive player. Yeah. But Jalen as a top 15, you see him more as, like I said, like a Kawhi. He's not very going to be a Kawhi, but he's got that defensive mindset. He hustles. He yeah. hustles, man. And what it seems like, not to change gears, but a big missing piece and – I'm, we knew he's that guy, but smart, the defensive anchor. He's making a huge impact being off the floor. Yeah, for sure. That's that's definitely something to take notice of because you mentioned uh, you mentioned him, you know, about a minute ago. Kemba Walker is uh, he's not <laughs> he's not you know what's the term I'm looking for dragging his own weight or uh, whatever. <laughs> like, I guess. But like, I have a big uh, thing when you listen to Felger, Maz, uh, Zo. Yeah. The Beatle and et cetera, right? And just like the Boston Celtics fan club, right, around New England, their biggest hate and criticism is against Kemba. And this is like two weeks ago when he first came back. I'm like, hold up. This guy hasn't played in what, like eight months? He mm-hmm. got injured. He didn't play for the first month. month well, he, played, he played in the bubble. I, yeah. I wouldn't say it was yeah. four, but, four but months. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Off he took some time like off. like a huge game. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't grind in the offseason. He couldn't. He's... He's not Donovan Mitchell. He's not Dame. He's not Curry. He's like your like. He's like your Chris Paul type of player on a team. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Not talent wise, but he will give you a consistent 15 to 20 points a game, and he will help you spread the floor. But people are criticizing too quick. You need to let the guy get in the like enroll. Let me, let me just cut in yeah. right there. He's supposed to get you that yeah, 15 exactly. to 20. He hasn't been really well. He kind of has been, but it takes it takes like almost thirty shots, and he's missing way too, way, 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 way too, too many of these shots. It's it's it's. I, I mentioned it last time. 
I don't. I really don't want to see this guy become the next like Hayward on this team. He he it doesn't. He doesn't deserve that. He's way too talented. It's just. But also you know, the Celtic scheme. I don't want to jump into Brad criticizing Brad. But once you got Kemba on the field, right, on the court, the way he gets to the like under the basket, he's at ease. Like he gets to the basket really well. He's small, but I s- I would see him take shots underneath the hoop. He'll advise and people will freak out and they'd be like bad shot whatever. I'm like. Yeah, it's a bad shot, but once you're under the basket and there's five seconds left, what are you going to do? Because they're not helping him spread the floor. When Kemba's attacking the basket, no, you're not spreading the floor. Tice has been shooting outside. He's been hot from three. The mm. uh, I forgot what game it was. I think it was against the Jazz or it was against the Pistons or something. He was five of six from three. In that game, Kemba had a good stat line. He was like 40% shooting. He had like 15, 20 points, but he had like eight assists. That's what you need to do to get Kemba going. You have to give him space. Like, if you give him, like, that IT status, get him the screen and roll, he can pop up and shoot those threes and, like, tough shots. Yeah. And he's proven that. I just don't want to see the the 1 of 12 and the 4 of 20 from the field anymore. I Like, because, again, I like having him on this team. It's the mo- it's more so the money than the player. Like, if yeah, he, he, yeah. he can't play like this making 32 to 34 or whatever million dollars a year it is. Like, you're quickly going, especially in Boston, you're very quickly going to get going to get criticized oh, they're going to come a, they're going to come after you they did it to hayward like now i said he's, he's killing it he's not yeah i mean hayward's killing it over there he better be <laughs> he better he's be killing it. he's making 30 million a year they look at the contract they got he better be if he wasn't oh man he better be killing it down there but it's just you know he, he again he's not gonna be like Kyrie. he's not he's a good teammate he's a good guy i can't necessarily say the same thing about Kyrie. i'm not gonna say he's not a good guy I don't know if he's a good team. He didn't help the locker room. Yeah, Kemba's more of a leader. Yeah, for sure. He has that Yukon uh, swag on him, you know, <laughs> carrying <laughs> like that, like mojo. Like he has that like yeah. capability, and I kind of like it. I think we forgot that last season when Kemba wasn't playing or when Kyrie was here. What was the biggest talk? There was fights happening in the locker room, man. Smart, Jalen, Tatum. Yeah, there was uh, like going shaky at each things other's. going on. You know, yeah. like since Kemba's been on the scene, it's like. It's quieted down those like locker room stuff, those yeah. like behind the scene fights. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I think it's for now time to put Cardiac Kemba on hold yeah. for a little bit. I need uh, to. I don't know. We have to see. I need to see him come back. I'll give him the re- the rest of this year because the knee thing is like major. That you know that. You take away a player's knees, and you especially lose. a point guard like that, and you lose a lot. he's not explosive either. That's right. the thing. So and you lose more. And it's not like they exactly knew what they were doing, uh, you know, with taking care of his knees. Yeah. The, the guy got st- uh, stem cell injections. You know, that's basically like, let's do it, see what happens. Like It's an experiment. Yeah, so y- the guy's experimenting with his knees at this point. He's 30, right? I think he's 30. 28 or 30. But um, like, yeah, he's, he's, thir- he's I think like he's thirty. He's yeah. towards the end of his like prime. His prime. Yeah, he's on the back end. I, it's it's just tough to see. I, it's just again, it's, it's the money. Like, oh, he's making it's. Oh, you don't want to see that with a guy making that money. If you, you remember know? talking right, um, so about Kemba, like maybe they'll ship him out real soon after his contract's up. But we'll see what happens. But man, Danny Ainge. I guess, like, we discussed this. We went through, like, 10, 15 years worth of draft picks outside of the lottery picks. Yeah, I remember that. We discussed what was happening. It was, like, awful picks. But to be honest with you, you pick your first rounder, Naismith, and he hasn't really seen the floor. But you put out Pritchard there, right? And I'm not trying to hype up Pritchard, but when you you watch the game, right, Pritchard is, like, a different animal. Like, I can't wait to see him develop and hopefully sticks around the team. That... He's small, but that defensive presence, like, against uh, Donovan Mitchell, he had, like, a couple, like, closeout blocks, and the ref just gave him, like, the all-star, you know, yeah. treatment and gave him a foul. But this guy's bodying up people, like, chest in them, beautiful defense. And, like, I really have high hopes for Pritchard. And he can shoot, yeah. but he's small. Yeah. I mean, he, I think he, he can fill the shoes. Right. He he plays, like, those four-year players that you see come into the league sometimes. And, the, you know, he, his ceiling, I've said it before, his ceiling is, is you know, lower, not as high. I'd say... Right for me, Naismith, I'd say is higher. Uh, you know, yeah, it's not you. The raw, you, you got to go back, and he's very raw. You got to go back and look at Jalen. He played. I remember he, he was hated. 
He averaged like seven minutes a game his first season. Man, he was hated by everyone in Boston. Yeah, because they they wanted other people exactly in that pick. But look at him now. I mean, yeah. I mean, I was. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't hate the pick, but I was definitely. I wanted Jamal Murray. I remember, which also wouldn't be really a bad pick as of right now. But as you're taking, you know, this team's in a different scenario. Uh, if you take uh, Jamal Murray instead of Jalen Brown. And I guess it's needless to say, to kind of like move on with the Celtics, is where is this big man? Yeah, so Robert Williams, really? People are hyping him up eight points <laughs> and like uh, five steals. So what? He's, not, he's th- not a big man. The thing is, he's not going to do that every night. But either way, like just breaking down this team, again, they so they lose. They beat the Clippers like that. They lose to the Suns. They lose to the Jazz. I can accept the Jazz. The Suns, I can take. They've been a surprisingly Hot. pretty really good team. But Hot. but I thought they were going to be good, but not this good. Neither did They've I. been a good team. We made you our rankings together. Yeah, you beat the Raptors. Uh, who, you know they've underwhelmed, but you know still the Raptors. Then you lose to the Pistons and the Wizards back to back. Twice. Yeah, and then you you beat the Nuggets. Good okay. win. Good win. Good win. Um. You got to see how you do on this back to back. They they haven't done well. They haven't done well at all on back to backs, but you got to see what they do. And I don't know if you if you saw it. I think actually I did mention it. Uh, there's rumors going around. I saw a couple. One was uh, Andre Drummond. Yep, he's being shopped around. I've mentioned it before. How how much I really want him here. We messed up last year. What do you th- not what do you grabbing mean? him? You think so? What how? So here's the thing. I've said it before. It takes two to tango in a trade. I'm sure everyone says that, or a lot of people do. So I'm not the only one, but you would have had to traded them Hayward. I would have been fine with that. But would they have been fine with that? Probably. Look how their team is going. Imagine right now with Garland, Sexton. Well, we're talking about we're talking about Detroit. Oh, you're talking about Detroit. Yeah. I was so talking about yeah. Because the Cavs wouldn't have traded him last, they, you couldn't have traded Trade. for him. He, he, that's where he went. Want, yeah. So Detroit, you, you get John Henson Sen- a second, Sen- and who was it? I, I don't even remember. I don't even know if they're on the Luke team Kennard? anymore. No, he's uh, not. I think it was Brandon Knight. Knight. I think it was Brandon Knight. Irrelevant. I, I, yeah. So it was just money filler, and maybe in their minds. Gordon Hayward, you know, too much money. They're trying to rebuild. They don't want to focus it on the They've player been in this like that. Stage forever, though. Well, yeah, I mean, they're just one of those teams where it's like I said it with the Kings. When you lose to the Kings, it's it's the Kings. Why are you losing to this team right now? Yeah. But, anyways, it's just it. It was a lot tougher last year than it is this year. You can, you can go in there. You can use a trade exception. You already missed out on Derrick Rose, which I'm upset about. I really wanted right. him on this team. We're missing uh, a one bench player. That's what it is, too. Yeah. Other than a center. Yeah. You you need, like, a, a legit scoring sixth man. You know, I know Smart. I'm not saying Smart's a scoring sixth man, but he's, he's a sixth man. But he's your defensive anchor and team right. morale. Right. You need you need a guy that can come in when he misses time. Uh, uh, Pritchard is great. He's growing. Right. He's, you but can't he, he's not that guy you can rely yeah. upon right now. So, I don't know if they're going to jump on this whole drumming thing. I heard the Raptors are in. I heard a couple other teams are in. I saw some, like, weird, grimy discussion, like, earlier on, like, mm-hmm. maybe a month ago, before Miles Turner started popping off. They were looking at Miles Turner, and they messed up. Now he's gonna, they're going to ask for more. Like right. Th- or the Indiana's been more hesitant. He's been playing really good ball lately, too. Right. That was, in, that was the whole Hayward thing uh, yeah. around when he was getting traded or trying to figure out where he was going to sign. Yeah. It's getting really, like, there's no more big men left. Yeah. Uh, you could try maybe for Oladipo. The Rockets have thought, you know, you don't want talked injury, about him. Injury. I saw Harrison Barnes. I don't really want that contract on this team. You could use another no wing, winger. I guess, but he he can still ball. Yeah, but that's a multi-year, yeah, mid yeah. twenty-five really million dollars. Yeah, no, I'm I don't really want that. Somehow you, the Kings are okay with that. Yeah, I I want a big man. I know it's tough because he, it's he's probably if not guaranteed to walk after this year because it's a one-year deal. And I don't know if you can retain him or how much money he's going to want he, or he would want. But and, – and everyone says, oh, you know, Drummond, you don't know if it's going to work. They don't like his defense. He just – he has, like, the numbers. But, like, it's like, okay, cool, he gets 15 and 13. He averages 15 and 13, but you give up, like, over 100 points. Well, well, what's, hap- what's happening uh, now? now? What's yeah. happening right now? That's, Tice, that's Robert the biggest Williams. Thing. Yeah. Like, the Celtics, the biggest thing we haven't seen – like, Perkins was in a legit center, Okay. 
right back uh, then? I mean, for for the time, time yeah. for the but time, putting him next to KG, yeah, but for the time. You know, like around then, right? You saw Perkins. You like kind of worked it out some stuff, but we need like a legitimate center. Yeah, you don't need a shot blocker anymore in this NBA underneath the hoop that much. She can work with it, but we are lacking rebounding, and mm-hmm. that's been the story since Perkins left and KG left the team. Yeah. We haven't had that guy. I just, I don't really, I don't want to hear like, oh, he doesn't help spread the floor. He's not a shooting center. You always have a guy on the court that can't shoot at this point. The way this team is currently built. And it's built. okay. Yeah, that's fine. Look at the way the, I mean, you might as well go in with a guy that's an all-star caliber player. You know, like it's just, you have Tristan Thompson who, you know, he's a solid rebounder, but he can't shoot. Shoot. He can knock down a three. Shoot. He can talk down a three like maybe once every twenty shots. And like, he's passing up easy shots too. I see. Yeah, so I mean he's he not the guy. That's the thing. Like I, I, I shooting is. The, the, I'm just trying to like yeah. make the point of anyone that says any detriment against Andre Drummond. It doesn't make any sense because you're dealing with guys that do the same thing, but they're lesser caliber players. Like, look, right? You know who the biggest like example of that is? Mm-hmm. Like Jokic, right? Jokic. Amazing offense, playmaker, point, center, right? No defense. Yeah. Right? But they're, that team, unfortunately, they're lower end of the table. I think they're sixth or seventh right now. But Yeah, they had a rough year so but far. last year they showed that they can play with that, like with a lack of defense. Their team is not that defensively gifted. Our team is actually, if I'm not mistaken, top rated, like top five in defensive rating. Yeah. Even with Tatum when Tatum was out and et cetera. So – if Drummond, if like the big question is, how is he going to affect our offense and maybe our defense because you can't stretch the floor? It doesn't matter. You may as well take a gamble. Yeah, I just it, it's it's an upgrade no matter what, and you're not giving up like you're not breaking the bank. Exactly. And I think honestly, the guy because of the way they've been, you know, Brad's been running lineups, th- these big lineups, like consistently all I'm year. Shocked, to be honest. Well, if you want to do that, Drummond at the five. You know who benefits the most, if anything. Tice at the four. four. You don't he have to spread the, the floor. poor guy gets fouled out. It seems like almost every game he's the most foul most fouls called on him in the NBA. I saw that stat. He, yeah. He's always like looking around at the refs every time. You don't have to he have Tice. You, you don't have to have Tice in the middle anymore. Now you can like spread him around. He can shoot. You don't have to don't have to have him under the basket most of the time on offense. He doesn't have to play center. And he's I can not, trust he's him not a center. He's too. a four. Tice. Yeah, he can shoot. That's the point. He's, like a, he's a reborn uh, Nowinski. Not as good, but, like, he has some of those attributes. Yeah, I mean. The German connection. I think you can maximize players like that when you you bring in a guy like Drummond. That's just my opinion. The other guys I've heard so far, like Harrison Barnes, I'm not interested in. Oladipo, you can get me on board with coming off the bench. Maybe, actually, no, he'd be starting probably uh, to have Smart come back off the bench. But I... They they got to make a move because these games that they're losing, I know you you know it's a lack you just of a bench. yeah it's just you got to get in the playoffs you got like, you got to get in the playoffs. but that's not enough let's get there yeah. no 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 it is enough like get in the playoffs and see what happens from there but we got to get there because you can't get there if you're losing to teams like the Wizards and the Pistons and stuff like it just makes no sense no that's what I'm saying getting to the playoffs yeah cool we yeah. got the playoffs but it's not enough clearly we saw last year that's not enough yeah. we lost to the Miami team yes okay whatever bam Jimmy Butler. But, like, that team was not more talented than our team, and we're a better coach. Yeah. So we got outplayed. So that's what I'm saying. We need an additional piece. But interestingly enough, I saw trade rumors, not to the Celtics, but around. Malik Monk, okay? Included in something, Some, yeah. I think I saw him included in a potential package for Drummond. But yeah. Like, yeah. So I would be honest with you, right? Malik Monk got drafted, uh, kind of shady. He, like, no one really was trusted him. Tenth pick, he was out of Kentucky. I, was he Tatum's draft or Jalen's draft? I think it was Tatum's. If I'm, I think I'm it was Jalen's or Tatum's. Yeah, Tatum's. It was, I think it was pretty sure it was Tatum's, yeah. Because he hasn't gotten paid yet. I think he's yeah. up after this year. But Anyways, yeah. He was a little, like, people weren't, like, a big fan of him. But, you know, highlight real player, dunk, high flyer. Yeah. But lately, if you've been, like, following the NBA, he's been, like, showing up on your, like, your Bleacher Report um, highlights on he's Twitter. He's a good spark plug. And, like, we need that spark plug offensively. Yeah. And I'm I know he's undersized, but you're not paying up that much. You're not going to lose anything. Why not give it a gamble and maybe if he ends up doing good, you keep him around. Why yeah, not? that's a that's a good option. We'll, to and I'm sick and tired of everyone getting on the semi usually. Okay, <laughs> the guy decided <laughs> to throw up a couple threes, make them in. Okay, I went a bunch of NBA games like before COVID started. I'm watching semi usually live. Oh my god, 
<laughs> oh my god! Like, please don't preach to me about Semi Ojale. Our bench is awful. Yeah, it's it's it needs help. It's a rough scene. They're undersized. They can't shoot really that much. And one thing that I've actually, I you know, I just reminded myself. I don't I don't know what you know brought this back. How the hell do you not have Ennis Cantor like do well here? Look at what he's doing in Portland. He's eating. He had 21 rebounds. Was it either last night or the other night? Where was that here? Why wasn't he playing? Why couldn't he do that here? I don't understand. Because you have Tyson Robert Williams. I know, but it's like, like, I don't, but it's just like, you couldn't have like shown a little bit of that while you were here. Like, I'm not making, I'm not, I'm not directing it at him. him. I'm not directing it at him. I'm directing it at the lineup making. And it's just like, why wasn't this guy playing in the playoffs? It, It just, it, it's it, the, it was blew a pro- my mind. You know what the problem is? It comes back to what you said about big man, right? About Drummond. He's he's purely offense. There's nothing defensive-minded about Cantor. But he will get you the boards. Those missed shots, like let's say from Kemba, right? If let's say it goes 2 of 14 a, in a game in the playoffs, right? At least you know with Cantor there offensively, he will clean up maybe four or five of his shot, yeah. missed shots. And like that's missing. And like, like you said, the game plan was really flawed around him. Yeah. At worst... Cantor's, like, tenure here, whatever the one year he <laughs> had here, it should have been what, like, Tristan Thompson's doing right now. He's yeah. a, he's averaging a double-double. Like, yeah. he, he, they're very similar players. He's bigger than yeah. Tristan Thompson, but it should have been at, le- at the very least that, if not better, because he can at least, like, I'd, I'd say Cantor's probably a little bit more of a scorer than, yeah. than Thompson. He's got a so. post-game around right. the loop. He's got a, a, a fancy touch around So, the yeah, it's just stuff like that. It just blows my mind. I, again, like, we... we We've ranted a lot about the Celtics. Like, if if you haven't noticed, like that's just how it is. But uh, they need to pick it up. I I don't know how you know the game. The game fourteen and thirteen started. Yeah, that's that's all I have to see. You right know, now. it's I'll I'll end it on this. You know, it's rough when your expectations had already gone down this year in Boston, not only in Boston but around the league, and you're still underachieving. Exactly, that's rough. That's really rough, and I, I hate to see I that. I agree with you. Right. So, moving on, real quick. We don't really have any Patriots uh, today. I, again, I'm like, I'm kind of just pushing them to the side until like it, it's actually like really time to talk about, you know, draft and free agency and whatnot. But there was a trade I've been wanting to talk about that, had, that has happened. Oh, a trade. It had already happened. Okay. And I wanted to have a guest to talk about it with them. I didn't want to just do it on my own. Matthew Stafford for Jared Goff and what was it? Two firsts and a third. Yep. What do you think? I wonder what you think. I don't know if we talked about this, as but tell NFL me what you think. As an NFL enthusiast or as a Pats fan? Or both? Uh, both. All right. Try to, try to combine them. Let combine them. Okay. Matt Stafford, you know. I really love Matt Stafford's game. He's got an arm. He has good IQ. I think he's one of like those NFL quarterbacks that slept on. Like, there's certain people who really thought Kirk Cousins – when he got that payday, they how do you like see players like Kirk Cousins esque type of players be more valued than Matt Stafford? Matt Stafford has a very good like resume, okay? You know as well as I do. Those receivers, those games he has, he's really good. I think he's really undervalued as a quarterback in the league. And I like the trade. I really love the trade. And I just feel bad for Goff, okay? Goff got paid huge, but I'm curious, why did Detroit take that big contract? I think, um, I know a lot of people will say otherwise, but I think the two first, one was for Stafford, and the other was to take that contract of Goff's. He's still young, so Detroit, you know, they, they can do what they want with that. Plus, he was traded. So if you ever want to cut him in, like, a couple years, I think, like, it's... it's I, I don't know what the rules are, but I'm pretty sure once someone gets traded like that, then they're on a multi-year deal... You're not really strapped to yeah, that like money, the clause change, right, right? As much as you would be if you if you were the one that had given them that contract, but it's still th- you know it's still early on. I'd say in a couple years they can see what happens. I don't know if they draft a quarterback and and or they try to build around him. I don't know what they're going to try to do. It's, also, it's very interesting. You know what's a direction. big question too is that injury that was uh, lingering him right in the playoffs. I wonder if that injury because they really didn't talk about it. Maybe that was a portion of the reason why it was like hidden under the rug. Maybe that was like a portion of the trade. Maybe that thumb injury, that hand injury, was really detrimental to why they played awful in the playoffs. Like, obviously got surgery after, but or yeah. he's going to have it. But 
The only thing I see weird is that how Sean McVay, with that bootleg offense, with you know our boy Tyler Higby, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup with any injury, interestingly enough, mm-hmm. and now our big star Cam Akers, you know, like how how's how's he gonna run with Matt Stafford that has no wheels when Goff could throw, but Goff could move. I don't know if Stafford can move like that. And I don't uh, know if they changes the bootleg offense. I. I don't see too much of a difference between the way Goff and Stafford run. You know that neither of them run. They're both they both but have Stafford's bricks older. for feet. He is older, but he's always been a nice like he can move in the pocket. And yeah. yeah, and you don't want him like he can run for the first down if he really yeah. needs to. I know you know maybe like you say he's getting he's getting older, so we'll see. But this is the best. This is probably the best team that he's had or been on since he entered the league. Uh it's it's not the best. You know, it's not the best players he's played around because he's had Calvin Johnson so that's one of the if not the best one of the best receivers of this generation so um you know that's that's a different scenario but overall defense coach running back and receiver depth I'd say this is the best team he's had offensive line everything so if I'm him good yeah if I'm him you're going from the you're going from Detroit I'm happy for him right you're you're going from Detroit to LA hype you're going from a worse team to a better team hype uh, non-playoff team to a playoff team hype all this like you're doing great right now if you're Matthew Stafford warmer weather whatever maybe he stays healthier maybe with the warmer weather but there was also another thing that came out he didn't want to come here yeah that's what I was going to talk about yeah that's man that's why I asked yeah so what do you think of that because I have I have something to say and I I think that'll probably be the last thing I want to end on that note and keep that like in everyone's minds but go ahead uh I'll let you get to that but one thing is like what did Bill do behind the scenes? What did our team do not to get him? Okay, like, why? Why? I would have loved to see him on this team. He has a good IQ. I can see him fit our the Belichick scheme. But I don't know. So go ahead with your thought. So this is an answer to your question. And I'll, I'll do like I'll do it in a little softer way first <laughs> without getting right into it. You so so you're the you're the Patriots and you just you see what he just went for now i i made the claim that the second first round pick was basically to take Goff's contract you don't have to deal with that if you're detroit dealing with the patriots so if you're bill belichick do you give up a first and a third round pick for stafford maybe okay i heard that they didn't want to give up more than a second which i you know i don't like to hear that i don't know i it could have worked out but this is the main reason. <laughs> this is the main reason. Everyone that's listening, everyone that's watching, and you yourself, imagine you're Matthew Stafford. I kind of just did that a little bit, going from Detroit to L.A., like you're, you know, cold weather to good team, to bad, or bad team to good team. Imagine you're Matthew Stafford. You get drafted in, what was it, 2008, 2009, whatever it was, by a team that just went 0-16. One of the most embarrassing franchises in the NFL because you have one of the best running backs ever, Barry Sanders. I know I'm like, I, trust me, this is going somewhere. Barry Sanders retires early because couldn't deal with them anymore. Calvin Johnson, you have him as your receiver. He breaks records with you as the quarterback. quarterback exactly. And he retires early. Congratulations, Calvin Johnson, on the Hall of Hall Fame. Of fame. Yep. He retires early because he can't take it anymore. You've had coach after coach. There's one coach that's doing well. He gets fired. Jim Caldwell yeah, or something. Jim Caldwell gets fired. You have coach after coach after coach. You have injuries, all these issues with the team. They they can't seem to figure it out. And you're living in Detroit on top of it. Sorry, Detroit, but like, come on. <laughs> you're living in Detroit this whole time. It's like another Pistons, right? Now. You have Matt Patricia come in as your coach, defensive-minded coach. Whatever bad decision, bad whatever decision. that means. Yeah, that's one thing I'll never understand with some of these these hires of coaches. You get you have a quarterback with so much potential, and you bring in a defensive coach to work on the defense instead of the offense. It, they don't anyways. have a defense to begin with, right? So you bring in this guy. He's there for what three? It was three years or two and a half. He two got two and f- a half. And then as soon as the season ends, where does he go? Welcome back, back here. Welcome back. Back to New England. Now, if you're Matthew Stafford, 
and you just went what? It was like three and thirteen. Of course you don't come here. This that's your. Are point. you trying to come here? No way. You're trying to follow no that guy here. No way. No. Why would you ever want to follow that guy here? Never. I wouldn't. Are you kidding me? I'd look at them and be like, if you had any like chance of trading for me, you just threw it out the window. You threw it in the trash by bringing this guy back in to it coach seems like on it was your team. Purposely. It's like flipping right. the bird. And and on top of it, he's helping the offense. He's coaching the offense. He's not the defensive coordinator. He's 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 on the offensive side of the ball from what I've heard so far. What is going on? Like the if you're Bill Belichick, I don't know if he like took that into account or he just didn't care or whatever, but what? How do you just take Imagine taking your, and again, this isn't confirmed. Like Stafford hasn't said it, no one said it that this is the reasoning, but that it just seems like it is. How do you take yourself out of the conversation for trading up for a player like that because you just brought one of your guys ran back home to dad like, "Oh no, you know, prodigal son." Like what? <laughs> they messed up. Uh, yeah, I it's mean, as easy as that. I, I think they really so, messed so up. So this this is all like irrelevant if they go trade for a guy like Deshaun Watson or maybe you bring Garoppolo back and he does well or whatever. I don't think I don't think they're gonna get Deshaun Watson. I don't think they're leaving at Jimmy G. Oh. I think that's the most likely one. Well, because of the contract that he, you you could give him if he gets cut, but. They just you cannot. I don't know if you were gonna get him anyways, but you cannot take yourself out of the conversation yeah, for a quarterback easily. like Matthew yeah. Stafford like that. Um, and I guess so you want to move the train on to Deshaun Watson real quick? If you want, go ahead. Say whatever you want. So, recent news again, you know, Deshaun Watson going back and forth with the franchise. We know, like, a month ago he declared that he's done so. Yeah, J.J. Watt gets cut. So, a big move. And then we see the GM going back and forth. Deshaun saying, I'm done. GM yeah. saying, Nah, he's here. Yeah, you're Don't not worry about him. it. Yeah. And then you have Wolf Fuller with the PED situation. Deshaun's done with that franchise. He's done. It, I think it's going hey, to take... Even if he stays, I think he himself, in and out, he's done with that franchise. You lost one of the best defend defenders in like NFL history. You know, number 99, okay? You lost them, okay? And I think he's done with the team. They're not giving him anything. You brought an old man... Uh, David Johnson onto that team, okay? Played okay. But, like, after all that, like, him being a really good, like, QB field general, like, good morale, I think it's time for him to, like, give himself a shot. He deserves it. I really keep him up there with the top three best, like, talented QBs in the league right now. Mm. And then I saw again today the Broncos GM said, we're going after him right now. Yeah, I saw that. If he's, They said if he's available. Yeah. Uh Unfortunately, I think it's going to take, and I hate when it comes to this, but it's going to, you know, especially in the NFL, it, these guys have to get traded by a certain uh, date. Yep. And usually it's put in their contracts or it's, it's always, it always seems like it's in March. Mm-hmm. So if they trade him before a certain date, they can save some money and, and all that. And it, I, unfortunately, I think it's going to come down to a, I'm going to sit situation, you know. If you don't trade me, I'm sitting. I'm going to hold out. I'm not going to play. And then uh, you, you never like to see that because then all, like, that hate comes. Because everyone's on Deshaun Watson's side right now. Like He's you, an amazing player. Y- yeah, well, not even just for that. Like, just seeing what he's going through. Yeah, I think the entire NFL fan base, whatever, analysts, fans, everyone that knows what they're talking about understands where he's coming from. I don't but know if you saw the video. Sorry to uh, cut you off. Yeah. But uh, it was like a small clip from their last game from the Texans' last game before uh, playoffs started. Mm-hmm. And it's there walking back to the locker room. Deshaun has his helmet on or off, and J.J. is walking right next to him. He goes, hey, man, sorry for this season. You deserve better. Yeah. You know? And, like, that's what I'm saying. He deserves a lot better, and I think, like you said, everyone's on his side right now. Right. So I actually do have one more thing I want to talk about. But, yeah, I, I get it. I mean, I'd love to have him on this team, Deshaun Watson. But – it's just it's too much money. You need to bring after A-Rob. seeing after yeah after seeing what Stafford just went for, I don't know. I I'm genuinely like very very interested to see what he ends up going for. He's gonna get traded. I just want to see what it's gonna go, what it's what it's gonna be for, what it's gonna take, what he's gonna go for because that at this point that's gonna be a haul. But I know I know I said the whole um, Stafford little rant there was gonna be the last thing. I actually do have one more thing to say. <laughs> And not to get political. I don't always love doing that. But 
it just it like kind of dawned on me yesterday morning and I had said it to my dad and he was like you should you should say that on on the podcast the whole thing um so so Trump gets acquitted mm-hmm. uh for the insurrection the yep. attack on the capitol and it's it's just kind of like a vicious cycle I know he hasn't been in the news and it's really the only time he he comes up but I want to just mention Colin Kaepernick real quick because I think it's really yeah. un- I, I think it's really unfortunate it's like time for still it, so I don't know I, I can't say uh, it might be too late because he's just been out of the league so long not a, it's not his fault no it's not but it just blows my mind that some because you know the people that you know the people that were that had that attack, you know, attacked the Capitol that day, using the flag as a weapon on police officers and whatnot. You know, wh- I know, without even talking to them, without having a conversation, without uh, getting to know the person whatsoever, whatever you want to say, just looking at them, I can tell that these are the same. Those are very the typical people that are all they were all uppity about. Kaepernick kneeling during the national anthem, disrespecting the flag and all that whatnot. When the closest flag to this guy kneeling in the stadium was, what, hundreds of feet up blowing in the wind. But these same people are using the flag to just beat the hell out of police officers and whatnot and just damage property. That's respecting the flag, though. Kneeling, nowhere near the flag, kneeling, you know, out of... You know, ne- basically necessity at this point to get Kaepernick to get recognized. Doing his right, yeah, you know? he was doing a freedom of speech. You yeah. don't have to do it, right? But you, so see how, you know what right. I'm saying, though. You're like, yeah, you, you, uh, these are the same people, like the same said, people criticizing circle. him about this disrespecting the flag. We're actually disrespecting the flag when you use it as a weapon. That's ridiculous. It's a vicious circle. It just, like it just, it just dawned on me. You know, like it, it just. I, I know I don't want to, you know, beat the dead horse. Like keep going at it, but it's you hate to see it. You know, the, poor, the guy doesn't have a job because of people like that. And it's the same people that... And he went through all that training stuff, the invite, right, right. invitee so list and et cetera. I hate to see that. It, it, I, again, I hate, to bring it, I hate to bring that stuff like that up, but it, it, it needs to be done. Someone, someone needs to say it. Someone needs to say it. Cause maybe, th- maybe Bill will give him a shot. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Bill doesn't, Bill doesn't, doesn't seem like to get involved. Yeah, he doesn't seem like it, but... Uh, one more thing, actually. I know I keep saying one more thing. Hoops for Hayastan family. Shout out. I don't know if I'm sure you've noticed by now if you're watching. Gotta love this t-shirt. A t-shirt. Long oh sleeve. sleeve. Gotta long, love this long sleeve. Uh, $45 if anyone's interested. Uh, goes to a great, great, great cause in Artsakh. Uh, vegan. Stretch. Got in. Uh, the <laughs> Matt. Shout out to the Hoops for Hayastan family. You guys are doing a great, great amazing thing. Job. You're doing amazing up, things. Boys. And I love this. I love this shirt. And if you haven't ordered it already, I highly recommend it. It's a fresh shirt. And again, like I said, it goes to a great cause. But, anyways, we think we've gone on long enough. Thank you, everyone, for watching. And I'll Thank see you, you next time.